Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to a discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. In this episode, we're going to talk about tax history, specifically in the U.S., and how knowing what's going on in the past with the government and taxes can help you better plan for your financial future. Understanding this could save you tens of thousands of dollars in retirement. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont with Dumont Wealth, and I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for well over 10 years, joined today by our co-host, Brian Dumont. Hi there, Kevin. Brian here. Glad to be here. I am the founder and managing partner of Dumont Wealth and looking forward to our discussion here. In school, history probably wasn't one of your favorite subjects. I know it wasn't one of mine. <laughs> yeah, I can never keep all those stories straight. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes it was nap time, sometimes it was fun time. But one thing that we did learn from history is that history is important to understanding um, right. where we're going, where we came from and where we're going in this world. Sure, it can have an impact on the decisions we make going forward because, as we know, history can repeat itself, or at least it gives us... If it doesn't exactly repeat, it gives us some indication of what could happen. Could happen, right, right. And whether that's to repeat something good that happened or to avoid something that wasn't so good that happened. Yeah, and I think that in the case of tax history, when we look at what has happened with personal income taxes in the historically in the U.S., I think there's a lot to learn there and help us figure out a way to come up with a strategy for our own tax planning. Right. And our own retirement planning along with that. Okay, so let's start with talking a little bit about the tax brackets in the United States. I think understanding that can really show us a good roadmap of what's been going on. Yes, sure, Kevin. So if you Google um, top tax brackets U.S., you will come up with a chart that shows that personal income taxes began in 1913. Prior to that, they really didn't exist. They were originally brought on as a temporary tax. They're still on the books as a temporary tax. So, of course, that means they're going to go away any moment, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... Uh, I wish they did. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but anyway, interesting historical details there. So in 1913, the top tax bracket was actually only 7% if you made $500,000. Oh, wow. All right. So I don't know how many people were making $500,000 in 1913. <laughs> not so many, probably. Probably not. But then what we found is that very quickly, the top tax rate or top tax bracket increased all the way up to 77% in 1918. So just a few years later, they suddenly liked what they were collecting for <laughs> income taxes Imagine that. and jacked it all the way up. Now, it just so happens, or it doesn't so happen, it, it happens quite purposefully that, in fact, if you think historically what was happening in 1918, we had what? A war. We had a war. We had World War One, and they decided... Hey, we we need to raise some revenues to pay for this war. And so taxes were 70 plus percent for the war years. And then after the war, they brought it back down uh, and all the way down to 25 percent and never got back to seven, <laughs> mind you. But they also changed the tax threshold. So in 1925, if you earned 100,000, 
you're you were in the top tax bracket of 25 percent right. quite a, a long distance from the 500 they started with to get in the top tax bracket sure. right right and also a very long distance from when they had the top tax rate of 77 percent that was a million dollars in terms of the yeah. threshold Ten. so what we notice right off the bat even in the first few years of tax history is that not only do they monkey with the top tax bracket right but they also monkey with the threshold on which that top bracket applies right right and that can be influenced by historical needs so what else happens well 1933 comes along and we have the stock market crash right and what do they do in response to that do they lower taxes no we have the great depression and they actually raise taxes they keep raising it and raising it all the way until we reach our top tax rate ever. Want to guess what the top tax rate ever was? I'm afraid to guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty astounding, actually. It's 94%. Oof. If you made $200,000 in 1944. So we have nothing to complain about today, right? No. By comparison. <laughs> At today's 37%. But, you know, 94%. And, of course, what was happening that t at that time? Well, of course, another major war. Another major war. Um, so they had the Great Depression, and they had a war, and they had to somehow get fund that war. And so t that really was a period of very high tax rates, top tax brackets for many years, from, 90, from 51 all the way through 63, were over 90%. Now, granted, there were uh, more deductions, and it was a different tax code than we know today. Right. And so people in that top tax bracket didn't necessarily pay 91%. Uh, there were ways around that. But nonetheless, that was the top rate. Right. Um, and then if we continue, you know, we will notice that even for the... Um, Vietnam War in 1969, they raised the tax rate to 77%. It had fallen a little bit, but it had fallen down to 70, but they brought it back up to 77 in 1969. And then they leveled it off at 70 for a number of years. Um, but of course, there were no wars happening at that time. Then they chopped it down to 50% in 1983, excuse me, 1982. But guess what the threshold was to be in the top tax bracket? I don't know. What was that? A mere 85000 85000 Well, that's a, a lot lower. So that means being substantially lower like that, a lot more people are in it than when they were at, you know, 200 or 500 or, or a million before Precisely. in previous years, decades earlier. So suddenly huge portions of the income tax paying public were now in the top tax bracket. Right. At a 50% rate. And, you know, that was really, uh, the 80s were, of course, um, Ronald Reagan's idea of trying to get to a flat tax um, and make it as close to that as they possibly could, right? And they did bring it down in, you know, 1989 under Ronald Reagan, all the way down to 28% as the top tax bracket. But now the threshold was only 30000 mm -hmm. 950. That's so, 
I, literally everybody's in the top tax bracket. Just about, yeah. Right? That's a lot of people, yeah. So this was also about the time, the 80s, when the government started creating a lot of tax-deferred programs for retirement planning. It was not accidental that it happened at this time because we had come from a period when we had high, high tax rates, 90, 70, 50 percent, and people were trying to find ways to shelter money for retirement. So they came up with what we now know as the 401k, the 403b, the IRAs, um, to find benefit plans, to find contribution plans, etc. And it was a way to keep some money out of the top tax bracket, right? Right. And then we, of course, began a period where, you know, the Clinton years, um, we sort of had a more stable top tax bracket, right? Um, Somewhere in the 30s, um, anywhere from, you know, 30, 39, almost 40% to 35%, and back up to 39.6, and then we're at today, 37. However... um, You know, what I always like to say is, okay, when you look at the entire chart and you say, God, can you predict, looking at that chart, what's going to happen next? It's pretty tough because it's all over the place. But there's one thing I can see is there's a lot of of peaks, right? Yeah, peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. You know, and they correspond to things that are going on. So when we had major wars, we raised taxes to pay for it. Right. When we had other crises, they raised taxes to pay for it. And so why is that? Well, it's because, obviously, those things cost a lot of money. Yeah, war is expensive. We don't know what's coming down the road. When will the next conflict be? What will it be? We do know, however, that the government really has not raised taxes like they had in the past to pay for things like the Gulf Wars, um, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, yeah. etc., and, of course, the Great Recession, which the Fed, you know, literally funded trillions of dollars, not just in the U.S., but abroad. Yeah. And uh, some of that, of course, has been repaid. But, you know, there, there are still vast amounts of mortgages that are on the Fed's balance sheet. Right. In addition to the trillions and trillions of dollars that the U.S. is in debt, right? Whereas our national debt right now, it's... Almost $21.5 trillion, right? Who's going to pay for that? When are we going to pay for it? How are we going to pay for it? Is it possible that they're going to want to tax our income? Yeah, I would say, according to our history lesson, (laughs) it looks like it is very theoretically possible that the government will uh, do as they've done. And they're going to bump the taxes and who's in it. Well, you know, we can't predict. I don't have a crystal ball. You don't right. have a crystal ball. But when we look at history, history, if any, is any predictor at all, we know that, you know, we can't just accumulate debt forever. We do have to pay the piper at some point. Now, what I also find interesting is that if you look at, you know, our current tax rates and you say, oh, they're in the 30-something percent top tax bracket. Okay, I can live with that. Um, and it's been that way for a while. However, when we take the average of all the years since 1913, the average top tax bracket is actually 57.69%. Wow. Can you imagine if they just raised taxes to the average? 
57 and a half percent. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I think that would be devastating to a lot of people. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> that spread there is it would make a huge, huge difference. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I guess the question is, if you now know this, if you know that it's quite unpredictable what they're going to do, and they certainly have the ability and at many times in our history, they have been motivated to increase either the tax rate or the threshold at which, you know, they put everybody in that top tax bracket, which is to decrease it or to increase it, depending on what they're doing. Now you have to say, okay, it's quite unpredictable. It is. I do know that there's a lot of debt out there, over $21 trillion right. in debt. And things are not all that stable around the world, even if they are in the U.S. at the moment. Right. right? right. At least the markets think that it is. Right. So the question becomes one for tax planning on an individual basis. Where do you want to put your money? Meaning, do you want to put your money in a tax deferred or tax postponed program, as I like to call it? A tax deferred program where it's going to be fully taxable once you get into retirement? Not knowing what the tax rate is going to be or the tax threshold. Yeah. Right? Just because they've done it one way for the last couple of years doesn't mean they're going to do it the same way in the future. That's true. What about what happens when there's another war, etc.? Right. So if all of your retirement funds are in a tax-deferred program, like a 401k or an IRA, when you start taking the money out, is all of that money yours? Well, there's another hand in that pot. <laughs> your uncles. Your uncle. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because as you know, if you have deferred taxes on your contributions as well as your growth, you're going to have to pay. And depending on how financially successful you are, if you find yourself in a higher tax bracket, obviously your tax rate is still going to be quite substantial, isn't it? Right could be all the way up to the top tax bracket. Right. So, for example, I like to give you know some numbers to people. Let's suppose that your balance on your retirement account is a million dollars, and you think, oh, I've made it. I've got a million dollars. I'm all set. That's a lot of money, right? And then you realize, oh, by the way, that's actually an IRA, and I haven't paid any tax on that yet. Right. Well, just... Looking at the top tax bracket against what you have in your account, how much of that million dollars is going to be yours and how much of it is going to have to go to the IRS for you to access it? Right. Well, the IRS, <clears throat> out of a million dollars, they're going to get $370,000. They're going to get 37% of it. Right. Right. That's the top tax bracket. Now, I understand there's a lot of factors when you file your taxes and deductions, etc. possible. Although once you're retired. Yeah. Once you're retired, we know that, that people have significantly less to no deductions at that point. Right. Again, I know this is review, but what are the top three deductions that most people use? Well, they've got, uh, you know, their their uh, dependents or their children. Right. Right. 
Then they have which their, at retirement are which, already grown and gone. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> and then, that's right. And then um, you never know in today's world. <laughs> and then um, you have your, of course, your mortgage. You mortgage, know, possibly right, but of yeah. course, many people when they get to retirement want the mortgage paid for, which means they have given up that deduction as right. well. There's no more deduction there, right? Right. Um, and then. Um, you know, of course, the other thing is that when you're retired, generally speaking, you stop working. So if you were a business owner, you no longer have a business that you can claim deductions on. Yeah, you might have sold your business or closed it down or what have you, meaning you have no more business deductions either. Right. And for business owners, that's a huge wake-up call. Yeah, it is. Right? Most, most business owners don't realize how much of their life is actually funded by their business. By their deductions, right, right. through their business. So... Uh, you know, if all those are gone and now your million dollars is ready to come out of your retirement plan, fully taxable, and they decide to monkey with the top tax bracket or the threshold because some skirmish comes up somewhere in the world. Sorry, your retirement just got cut in half. Right. It's all takes. Right? So some interesting thoughts. And of course, that begs the question, okay, if that's the case, and I don't really want to leave my retirement account or my retirement fully to chance, meaning whatever Washington decides to do, I'm going to have, you know, I I could be screwed out of. Yeah, you you don't know what's going to happen. A good retirement. uh, What can I do? And the answer goes back to looking at the three tax buckets, which we talked about in the previous episode. Right. You can either... um... Most people are, are putting in their, their money into one of a couple of buckets. They're, they start with a taxable account bucket, right? So anything that goes in there, you're going to pay taxes on, whether it's income tax or capital gains, but you're going to pay taxes on everything, on all the growth in there. And then, uh, of course, the other one that like, we're talking about right now is the deferred tax bucket, so your 401k, your IRAs, and such. For that one, you don't pay your taxes now. You're going to pay it when you take the money out in retirement, which is the subject of today's topic, is the tax history. So we're trying to uh, learn from the history to decide how is that going to affect me? Is this a gamble that I want to take with that that deferred uh, tax uh, bucket? Or there's also another tactic where we can move some of our money into what we call a tax-favored bucket. And in that one, there's no tax gamble. That eliminates a huge piece of the risk. Right. You've already paid taxes on the contribution going in. And so there's no further taxes due as long as you follow the rules um, when the money comes out. Right. And that, of course, means also that you know what tax rate you're going to pay because you've already paid it. You don't have to be exposed to whatever changes in the tax bracket or thresholds that they send our way in the future. Right. Right. And so, you know, one strategy, of course, is to have money in different tax buckets. You could have money in the taxable bucket for various reasons, um, maybe because you um, had an opportunity and it was a taxable opportunity. Um, sure. And so that was necessary. Uh, the tax deferred bucket, of course, is attractive, as we looked at, because sometimes you can reduce your taxable income in that scenario. Not always. You could also end up going the other way if you're not right. careful. Right. And then finally, you know, if I could just pay the tax now and be done with it, never have to worry about it again, 
I mean, to me, that's the best of all worlds. That's a good situation, especially right? when we're looking at the history because it's, I mean, what we're talking about here, it's relatively low as far as the taxes go compared to a lot of our history. Right. Again, you know, if history is any predictor, we don't know what's gonna they're going to do next with the tax right. rates. So if I'm fully exposed, if I have a lot of tax risk, if I have 100% of my portfolio at tax risk, Right. That's an awful lot. It's a big gamble. It's uh, a know, big it's, gamble. It's like you're going to, um, you know, uh, uh, the roulette table and putting everything on black 25 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you, you, you could make out really well and then you could lose it all. If all the chips are down, it's not a pretty thing, right? So um, a lot of people, you know, as we've spoken about again, don't know how to create that third bucket, the tax-free bucket, as we like to call it. Um, that's where you have to work with an advisor who knows how to do that and uh, can instruct you and say, hey, look, let's direct some of your retirement savings to this tactic so that uh, you're not fully exposed to whatever is going to come down the road right. for point. taxes. Good point. So we, um, we've talked about... Our, our favorite history subject, <laughs> taxes today, tax history. And um, I think we can see that, you know, just looking at the top tax brackets gives us a really clear roadmap of what's happened in the past and what could happen in the future again. We can see that it, you don't have to be the most financially successful person to be put in the top tax bracket because the government has been up and down all over the place with the top tax bracket as far as what you have to make. We've seen a million dollars to be in the top tax bracket, and we've seen 29000 to be in the top tax bracket. I mean, who's in that? Almost everyone's in that one, right? So you don't know what you're going to be in. You could be in the top tax bracket very easily. It's happened before. It could happen again. And the top tax brackets themselves, they've been all over the place. But the one thing that we have seen in history is that every time something expensive happens, in particular, every time there's war, the government has raised the taxes and changed the tax brackets to help pay back those wars. And we've had a lot of that recently. And we're still relatively low. It's been fairly level for the last uh, almost two decades. Using that to plan for the future, you can plan on um, your three buckets of taxable, tax-deferred, or tax-advantaged. And of course, um, as always, you know, you consult your, your professionals to help you make any decision on something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the other thing I say, I ask clients this, is I say, look, you can put your money in the tax-deferred bucket, but the question to ask yourself at the end of the day is, how much tax risk are you willing to take? Right. Right? And if you didn't, it's, if you could take less, would you like to see more about that strategy? And that's what we've been talking about right, today. Right, right, right. And then, of course, that's an individual an individual question. Now that you Everyone's know, different. now that you know, now that you know how much tax risk there is historically speaking, right? You know, um, less mean, maybe. I want. I don't want to take quite as much as I thought I would. Right. <laughs> right. Hopefully, this has all helped you to think differently. All of our wealth tactic rebels out there um, about taxes and how it's going to affect you and your financial future. Um, and uh, will help you to make a more informed decision and come up with some fantastic tactics to help you out. Thank you again today for joining us, Brian. My pleasure. And please don't forget to go to our website, wealthtacticrebels.com, and get your free guide to the three key areas that you could be losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. Another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels. Thanks again. Have a great day. 
Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.